ago. Started 30 sec- 33, 4, 5 seconds ago now. Uh, it's the Bonfire Quarantine Tapes, Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95. I am Dan Soder. That is Big J Okerson. We have the full crew with us. Jacob, Christine, our Black King, Black Lou, and DJ Witzky, T-Nex own, just on the outskirts of T-Nex. Yeah, don't fuck around. Um, buddy, I am decked out in my Eagles gear today. All right, dude, we get it. I told you, it was a fucking preseason game, basically. You have a better record. We're 2-2. Two and two. And the only teams we beat are the Giants and the Jets, who are the worst we teams in the have, NFL. We don't even have two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I want Jimmy G back. One, I'm lost without him. I'm lost without his strong jaw and his. We've got one and a half. Yeah, but uh, I did get joy hearing Doc Rivers talk about how he's going to work with Embiid and, and uh, Simmons. What did I tell you? What did I tell you yesterday? I'm excited yeah. for the Rivers hire for the Sixers. Man, now you guys just got to get rid of Elton Brand, and you guys can be a top level organization. Elton Brand is a problem. He's like, why don't we get somebody who's heavy set with a big old booty to play center? He goes, I got a friend named Roy <laughs> that could probably, you know, Roy Hibbert. He's been out of the league for a while. He goes, nah, let me call him up. Roy can play. Let me get Roy out of here. Roy, what are you, 50 pounds overweight? Get your ass over to Philadelphia. You know who I had lunch with? Tractor trailer. Uh, what's the vibe down there, Lou? You feeling the vibe, the energy of Doc Rivers hire? No, I'm, people are more excited about that Eagles win, I guess. Congratulations, guys. guys. Congratulations, Philadelphia, for beating a fourth-string San Francisco 49ers. Good job. Yeah, I thought, I thought the, when I read this stuff, all the quotes from the players aren't even like, fuck yeah, that's how you do it. They were really just doing like, hey, man, W's W. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, whatever. Hey, man, however it happens, right? It's I don't think either team could have walked away unless it was one-sided domination, and even that, if it would have been one-sided domination, they probably would have been like, yeah, they're banged up, we're banged up. I think that was like the whole... It's nah, crazy dude. because of how nah, vocal... What? Go, go you can finish thing. I'm sorry. I was going to say, no, I was going to make a whole different point. What were you going to say? I was going to say, no, nah, dude, that guy who caught the pick six, he felt good. That guy felt real good. Yeah, that guy was fucking delivering Amazon packages a year ago. He was like a fourth-string linebacker, and Nick Mullins was like, hey, let me make your fucking life <laughs> right into his fucking chest. He did, dude. He will tell that story to his grandkids. Yeah, and Nick Mullins will be like, hey, do you want to see the moment that I learned I was never going to be a starter? Oh, yeah, same exact moment, by the way, but you are right about that. But I will tell you that if the Eagles, based off of what I can only describe as a humiliatingly bad NFC East across the board, it is yeah. so... Lou, your Cowboys are just sad sack awful. The Eagles are fucking sad sack awful. They're all terrible. The Giants are a lost cause completely. They're a mess. The Giants are crazy. The Giants are like a replacement team. Yeah, and the football team will is like you know they're fine. They're they're best. They're, they're probably sort of on par with the Eagles, uh, quite honestly. But um, so they might eke in. But if they make the playoffs after starting o two and one. That guy will take credit for that in the story he tells to his... Oh, as the turnaround? As the turnaround of the season, dude. Oh, dude, Mark, you don't think they're not going to do an Invincible 2? That guy? (laughs) He goes, just last week, he was uh, making Papa John's pizzas. Now, the hero of the... By the way, it'd be funny if they put a statue of him outside of the Lincoln Financial now. Still, He's like, all right, I got it. (laughs) It's not me. It's It's never me. I'm not the savior. This guy is... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then Steve, Steve Wentworth, is it? In the retelling of the movie, it'll be Jimmy G, and it'll be the 49ers were 3-0 and had won every game 100-0. to 
and the Eagles were <laughs> crippled. It won't be the fact that it was Nick Mullins who looks like a little brother. He looks like your friend's little brother that's good at football. Bring like, Damn, Nick, you can play. Let's roast a picture of him. Go ahead, Christine. Bring up a picture of him. Oh, I'm going to get so mad. He was so this roasting. I mean. I say the guy's got one of the most accurate arms I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, like that first play where he missed Kyle Juszczyk out of the backfield. That was probably a fucking 30-yard I don't even remember pass. that one. Yeah, I well, we watched one? it twice because <laughs> I rewound it because I was so blown away. Nick Mullins was so accurate against the Giants. Uh, oh, man, it looks like a picture of your your uncle when he's young. By the way, Nick Mullins has a face like he's he, he he's good. He's telling you always he's about to sneeze. Yeah, he goes, uh, is he, is he, it's right there. Wait. Wait, 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 hang on, wait, hold that thought, I gotta, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, he looks like a guy you went to high school with that you don't remember. Oh, yeah. Like, Dan, and you're like, oh, yeah, we had homeroom together. Wasn't even, wasn't even, wasn't even popular enough for people to call him by his nickname, everyone's like, Nicholas Mullins. He's yeah, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, that's what the teachers call yeah, they Yeah, they call me that. Well, anyways... Maybe this is me being a a bad fan, and then Nick Mullins comes in the next time and wins us a Super Bowl. Then I have to re-listen to this episode. You got to take twenty twenty two. They're like Jimmy G is down. Nick Mullins comes in and leads what only people could call the miracle in the Bay Area as they're going to the Super Bowl again. And then someone plays this back to me, where I'm like, this fucking dipshit threw it to a seventh stringer. His face on the sideline holding his. Face mask, shaking his head. No, it was like that was one of the most defeated things I've ever seen. Yeah, he hit a Jay uh, Cutler pose. That's a classic Jay Cutler pose. It was like, oh I man, just, I just really did my career, and I hope I get a guarantee. What, what, what is what kind of money does he have currently right now, Dan? Uh, he's a, guess, he's a backup it. quarterback. I would say he makes, if not over under a million dollars a year, probably like league minimum is two hundred twenty-five thousand. So I'd guess he probably makes around five to six hundred thousand dollars. Because he's been there been, for a couple been, seasons. Been there for a couple seasons. He's been there for two seasons. Uh, he's been there for three seasons. He could take his, he could take his money right now, open up a franchise Shake Shack, and be oh my god, life. yeah, dude! I would say life. he could take his money now and go get a Toyota dealership in Southern Missouri, wherever Southern, wherever where he played at Southern Mississippi. Yeah, he played at Southern Mississippi, where Brett Favre played. So he could just go there and open a car dealership. People need cars. I always figure, I feel cars are a Oh, he signed wild. a one-year $750,000 contract. So that's already good. Let's see what he had before, uh, including an average annual salary of seventy-five. In 2020, he earned a base salary uh, while carrying a cap hit. Okay, so he's made that for a couple years. $750,000 yeah. for a couple years. Oh, yeah, this guy, I'd tell you. Open up something that's just obvious, like an obvious fucking thing. Get into a Jamba Juice. Uh, open up a star. Can you open a Starbucks franchise, or is it all corporate? Well, here's the thing about the NFL that you don't count on: is he could end up going to a team and then becoming great because he's young right. enough. But let's be honest: we'll make sure he's always humiliated, and better to just stay out of the limelight for that. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> so he should probably look into. I'm saying. I'm thinking maybe like a, a like a Burger King in a in a in a nice you don't want to get involved with Burger King. They're taking all the top money like that. I would say get a Sonic. That way you get the land, and it's a turnover. It's not as big as a dining room. I would say maybe, and this sounds like a Hail Mary, 
but right. maybe franchise a Radio Shack and be a T-Mobile carrier. So you're kind of double dipping, you know. You right, got the radio. So you know, Radio Shack. You'd have to resurrect the entire company because it's defunct. Maybe that's uh, maybe maybe that's where he doesn't throw his interception. Maybe that's where he throws his touchdown. You don't remember going to a Radio Shack like three years ago, and it was just an empty store with like some batteries by the cash register, and they go, "Yeah, that was my old Fight Club." It. Like that's all we got left. Yeah, they go. We have a remote control fire truck, and yeah. uh, <laughs> or you can go in the back and do dabs. <laughs> you go, well, those are the two options. He goes, okay. I just, the funny things that Radio Shack would have. He goes, I got a, uh, I got the component cables for an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got a twenty foot extension cord and uh, and, and and lights for a walkway. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a rabbit ears for a, an old tube TV. I Man, got, Radio uh, Shack's Radio Shack's four seam fastball for a very long time was remote control cars and keyboards too. Keyboards. <laughs> you could think about the keyboards. And that was a Dude, Radio Shack. If if they did a biography or like a documentary on Radio Shack, and it just turned out that like the CEO got into blow in the nineties, it would make so much sense with all of the purchases that they had in that store no he goes no no i got i got a pretty good idea what about um what about one of those giant pianos like in big (laughs) if floor pianos were there uh a handful of video games a handful for sega for systems that don't work anymore like fucking sega i think it was current systems at a time but it was like 20 games total you know what I mean? Only those. Maybe like the top. Half-stepping top ass Radio Shack, dude. But I'll tell you what, dude. Radio Shack was clutch when you'd go in there. It's like, what, what do you need for this? Just any wires that have the that had the U hook on the end that has to go, yeah. around, the, that has to go around a screw. Got them. Uh, they had those? Yeah, for sure, man. They really had a... Yeah, I bet a, if you were a, super... A bag of wires that you need for something. Yeah, if you were into wiring, I bet Radio Shack was your go-to. I bet you're like, do you want to go to the Radio Shack and just get a bunch of wires? Buddy, Radio Shack outlasted Circuit City, though. They fucking, they did Circuit City, and Circuit City was uh, legit like what Best Buy is. Best Buy hung in there. It's that big yellow sign. Yes, and Circuit City had the red top, but they got ear holes. They got ear holes. I think it was them getting spit-roasted by Best Buy and Radio Shack. You think they got on both? It? Yeah, because Radio Shack, you're like, well, you're right. Circuit City might not have uh, uh, a converter that turns your eight tracks into cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. Radio Shack will. Oh, how do I how do I take this old uh, VHS and turn it into a tiny DVD? I'll go to Radio Shack. They'll have something there for that. I'll go to Radio Shack. Who's got a, cl- uh, a head cleaner for a laser disc player? I'll tell you who. Fucking Radio Shack. Yeah, I need it all. If I need, if I think I need it, it's at Radio Shack. In Circuit City, the problem, yeah, it was too dark and everything. It looked like, a, it, looked like a, it was meant to look like a giant plug, wasn't it? Yeah, I always and felt I, like I always felt like you were gonna follow a guy into an alley to sell you a computer. Where he goes, uh, let's just say some fell off a truck. You want a Dell? <laughs> and you go, I do. I'll, I'll tell you with my stepfather what I learned. You can do though that you cannot. That is not even a question at Best Buy. I don't think. But at Circuit City, you can go, hey, man, how much is this TV really? And the guy would work with you a little bit. That's why they went out of business, because they were honest. They're like, Circuit City, it's like when your friend owns a bar. I, I remember. <laughs> you could like bring in an advertisement. That's how they used to do their commercials. Is yeah. An advertisement from another store and match the, the price. Let me tell you why I 
uh, have a love for Circuit City because my grandmother took me when I was a young boy to get uh, the the Cinderella's Night Songs first album tape. Oh, all right. And a uh, and I also got a yellow Sony Walkman. Badass. That was the yellow one. Was the one where it would uh, you close the, the tape in it. Yeah, you close the tape in it, and then there was a black thing that hooked over the button. Yes, and the, the clasp. Other, it clasped. So you could, and I'm, I'm guessing it was somewhat waterproof. I yeah. guess it was, yeah, to some degree, which was good because I did a lot of bath time with the headphones on. Yeah, uh, you just try to kill yourself as a kid. You're just like, well, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I had to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's it's the it's the fourth picture over was the one I'm talking about. I had a little radio too, and those yeah. headphones, man. Um, yeah, that is the one. And uh, every year, it would just eat shit. You know, they're they're not made that great. Yeah, it would eat shit. But man, you can go back to. I'm telling you, probably. I'm just gonna make up ages, but somewhere between the years of, let's say nine, ten, yeah, to thirteen or so. Every year, you go back and be like, "Hey, this thing isn't working," and they just give you the new model of it. Wait, so they would just the exchange policy was just we'll just give you a new one if you bought protection which i believe we did okay you could bring it back every year and get the newest model and just just go like this isn't working they didn't have like a geek squad so it wasn't like a like when you that was the worst feeling ever in the world because best buy used to do that used to be like hey i got the red ring on my xbox 360. i remember that Uh, yeah and they go up yeah it's fucked he goes go grab another one and we'll do the exchange for you if you bought protection yeah. Go the other one. And then I did that a bunch. And then one time I brought it back and they go, All right, well, take it over to Geek Squad. And then, like, yeah, you know, they'll give you a form. And in a few, uh, you'll hear back in like a week or two. I go, Hear back from a week or two or what? I go, I bought the, you weren't even grandfathered in. I go, I bought the protection that's replacement plan. And they go, Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And I go, I go What do you mean? And I had to give them my fucking Xbox and wait for them to get it. And then they go, uh, Two weeks or whatever later, and they get to it, they go, yeah, no, the red rings mean that you already know this. It's yeah. done. They don't, they don't fix the red rings. It's over. And they go, so we're sending you a refurbished Xbox with none of your memory or anything in it. And you're like, well, if I'm not getting the... Your, your, your trade-off for not having any of your memory in there was that... You get a new Xbox. Uh, you're getting a new Xbox. Yeah. You're now true. you're giving me someone else's Xbox. They got no... God, how God many, knows who broke it. How many Xboxes did you take in? Because I got the red rings with my 360. I got them... Um... Ooh, twice three times easy okay easy three times and when we were kids man we were i tell you my buddy glenn and little jay both worked at a he worked in a video department of a drugstore you know yeah. a drugstore sometimes would have like a shitty yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 they worked in there and what that place had they did it for one reason they had a shrink wrapper damn so and you could just shrink rack the shit out of stuff you were, you, and that was when they gave you all video games at a time yeah sort of are but they were like video games are always behind the counter so they don't have uh they do now they do it on purpose they don't have like the stickers and the stuff on them with the prices they didn't have it you you found out what the price was you bring a card or something up to a counter and they'd get it for you from behind yeah so it only had shrink wrap on it so man we would we would return games with that shrink wrap and they never argued at all then we got funky then they got a machine a star wrench of some sort that was able to open Sega Genesis games. Uh, you could open them. You could take out the the disc and then leave it, or the disc, or the cartridge. It, it, it looked like a goddamn like circuit board. 
It's all it is. With the oh shit! You're talking about pulling the circuit board out of the actual game, like the out of, out of, the, out of the plastic cartridge, and then they put the cartridge back in uh, with no middle in it, and then shrink wrap it, return it. Do you know how fucking mad a kid was on Christmas? Yes, he I do. He wanted to play Sonic Sonic Three, and then he like opens it, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then he's like, "Where the fuck is?" Like looks in the cartridge, he's like, "Where the fuck's the game?" When when hell's raining down on me, Dan. When all things are going bad, which has been a lot during this quarantine. Sure. You think I, I about think that? I think back to that a lot. And I go, so, did I set up my own lane of karma? Our um, our version of that was the PS2. Um, when the PS2 came out, it would it would break. Within the first three years of the PS2 being out, it was pretty fragile. Like, it could break oh, yeah. pretty easy. And well, anything where you have to push a button and, and a thing opens like that, like yeah, that, the tray comes that, out, that hinge is getting yeah, or the tray comes out, that's getting fucked at some point. But even worse, that like sometimes it wouldn't read the games; it would stop reading the games. That was the problem. It would just say like "cannot read disc." I don't know if PS2 fans know what I'm talking about. Sure. You get that "cannot read disc." So my buddy uh, told me I was like, "Yeah, my fucking PlayStation," and I was I didn't have any money. Like, my PlayStation 2 was, like, the biggest thing I saved up for it, and when I got it, and then it fucking broke, and I was like, I didn't have protection. I was like, what the how fuck? Many tricks you have, how many tricks you have to turn behind smoke? Like, so there I am. I'm on Colfax. I'm on Colfax and Chambers, <laughs> just sucking and trucking, getting my way to the next PlayStation 2. No, but my buddy told me, he's like, yo, my PlayStation broke. I'll, let's go to Target and buy a PlayStation 2 in cash, right? He's like, I'll front you the cash. He went and bought, we went to Target, he bought a PlayStation, we went back to my house, we unpacked the PlayStation, and in the back there's a barcode on the PlayStation, and he, with a lighter and a and, um, razor blade, he took, he peeled the bar off the, the new PlayStation. Ooh, I got caught for that before, exactly. Really? I got caught because I didn't realize that they're uh, individually serial numbered. Yep. I thought the box would be the thing, and when they no, 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 didn't, no, 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 I'm telling you, we did. So on the PlayStation Two, there was the barcode on the actual system. Yes, no, but, yeah, yeah. But on the on the console, we switched the barcodes and then mm -hmm. put it back in the box, and I returned it to Target and got the cash back, and then I no, had no, a brand I'm new PlayStation. That's, that's brilliant. I, I I agree with. You. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I thought you were saying you did the box that the PlayStation. Came no, no. Out. In my mind. Yeah. When we brought it back, I was saying, I just assumed, as always with most things, that the barcode is on the box. Yeah. So when I put the old system in there, they're getting the box back that should read right. I didn't realize there was that opening. Oh, oh yeah. We well, scanned through the actual console. Yeah. So they the looked at me. They, they gave me that thing, and they, they gave us basically like, a, why don't you get out of here before it gets worse? Oh, no. And you're like, because like, we were like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You can see it's wrapped. You can see it's shrunk wrapped very professional. Oh, you guys had the shrink wrap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how you. Well, I think they went. I think they went. By the way, we don't shrink wrap these. <laughs> they don't shrink wrap so these. These are open boxes. What are you guys doing? Oh man, we just got in the shrink wrap and everything. <laughs> oh, you just shrink wrap it. Anything you could, you would shrink wrap it. You go, the shrink wrap on it. They go, that's a, it's a human. It's a human yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Shrink wrap me. See how long I can go before you have to no. punch, before you have to put, punch fingers through my mouth. Guys, yeah. quick, action figure me. Action figure me. Go. Put, 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 my favorite, put my favorite mug and a briefcase next to me. Put me in a karate stance. All right. Go. This might be worth losing my life. Yeah, dude, that was the only time I watched that I was blown away when it worked out, where they're like, all right, here's a refund. I was like, oh, thank you. 
Yeah, you can't look like that either. Yeah, but my friends were were all. I was I, like still I, mad. I was like, oh, thanks. I whatever. I'm gonna go buy somewhere else. I don't trust that yeah. you guys have good products here. I have a very. Uh, I do get guilty over shit like that. So we've done, but I, I never went too too big with it. Dude, my buddy started doing like straight up, like the easiest one to do. Their trick. I think I said this before on the show. Is to go to Models. Yeah, heavy models. Because honestly, at that point, like Foot Locker and stuff was pretty much dudes working there who knew sneakers. It was like sneakerheads. Yeah, at the time, um, and maybe it is now too. But it's just more like I don't. I don't. But my point is, I don't even know if this like theory would work anymore. But at the time, you go to models for whatever and get the newest sneaker or the newest, uh, or you get a real football jersey like the so yeah the one with the nfl patch on the middle right here yeah buddy you got one going on now they do it the back in the day when you saw that actual nfl patch on a jersey yeah. in like the 90s you were like damn did you play but that yeah but that also said they were fucking the price has actually gone down for that stuff in a lot of ways it used to be like 350 bucks for a real jersey yeah crazy. dude a real uh, an official nfl jersey yeah the first one i ever bought was a joe montana away jersey in like 2002 yeah and it was like i got it on ebay for 190 dollars, and it wasn't yeah. an official nfl jersey it had the patch but then i saw something else and i was like son of a bitch i got yeah. fucked so many times buying shit off ebay yeah it's funny uh uh shout out paul uh but paul when he gave me when his uh, brother was the athletic trainer for, or one of them for equipment manager for the Sixers. Oh yeah, he got me. I still have it. He has me a game worn uh, Ben Simmons jersey, and it's awesome. But I'll tell you what it showed me. Uh, ben Simmons is six foot ten. Yeah, man, is he thinner than me? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> if I put that thing on, dude, it would look hilarious. Oh man, it looked like, it looked <laughs> like a fat girl. You know how they dress in those sexy? They had those for a while, where basketball jerseys yes. were dresses. Yeah, I was looking. Right, I was looking at a fucking fat Puerto Rican girl. You be like, oh my god, I love Ben Simmons. Oh my god, he is so tall. Make me feel like a little princess. Oh, he's my king. Where? Uh, wait, so yeah, you guys were at Models? Sorry, I was. I interrupted sorry, that football jersey talk. But you were you were saying you were at Models for a real NFL. Dude, you can go, dude, you can go get like the new up tempos. That's I used to love up tempos when I was younger. Uh, well, you get the new up tempos and then just like put it in a box for like. Oh, the most, oh, I, the most yeah. boring Air Force Ones, and then just go to a girl, uh, a girl, like a young girl, particularly a, a young girl cashier. They had no idea. So they would also change the tags on real jerseys and uh, and and uh, replicas. So you'd go pay like 40 bucks for a fucking $350 jersey. And they just didn't know. But, but, but when it got... When it got to like the the bigger ticket things like that, like I genuinely, I was like, dude, if we get nailed, like it's gotta be far more of a crime than we think it is oh it's fraud i mean i i mean i just wonder how big of a crime is it because i like our little schemes i want to know more schemes well dude i told so you the one that campers guys... call in with some of their like obviously don't we're not condoning criminal activity but i kind of want to know what were some of your teenage schemes that you yes, but Lewis, Lewis doesn't realize podcast uh of course he makes it a little more uh, unapproachable and scam that jew Oh, cool! Wow. Good <laughs> phrasing of a great topic, Lewis. <laughs> he but yeah, he doesn't think. But they are interested, dude. They're they're great ones. I, I'll tell you what, Lewis figured out on that show that he proved on the show, and it's very true. Uh, Starbucks. 
some of you got to start caring a little bit more about what's going on with that mobile order. Lewis goes, you can go into a Starbucks and just grab any mobile order and walk out. <laughs> I would, and by, and it goes, by, it goes, by the way, when the other person comes, they go, yeah, so-and-so I had. And they go, it was here. And he goes, all right, well, you need to make mine. And then they will make the person theirs anyway. Like no one's, It's like no one's losing. It's just a complete free drink if you decide to go in there just confidently and grab a thing and go. Dude, that is a great one. We put a mic, we put a camera on Gay Mike, and Gay Mike just went over and grabbed three drinks. <laughs> he came back. He's like, "Anybody want a spiced latte? Anybody want a?" Oh, that's fucking great! I always loved when people cheated in high school and had like good cheats, like the the one that and I might have said it before on the show, but the one that always blew my mind that changed the way I cheated throughout high school and college was printing out the answers in like two, four, six font, and then getting a 20 ounce of Coke, drinking a little bit of it, pushing it in, putting the top on, and then sliding Damn. the answers between the label and the bottle. Look at That's spies cool. like us over here. Yeah, that was great. I learned that sophomore year of high school, and I used it all the way through college. It was fucking great. I didn't cheat a lot in school because well, you didn't uh, want it I, bad enough. No, I just saw school ties, and I had a, a big fear they were going to blame the Jew no matter what happened. Oh, I get that. They were already I, trying to get me out. See, here's the thing, Dan. They as brought a me into the Goy. Well, here's the thing, Dan. They brought me into the school as a quarterback, and they, oh yeah, they, they, they were like, don't. They were like, don't mention that you're Jewish because got it. Uh, like a lot of people here are not Jewish. Why just make it a thing? So I was like, no problem. I'll Dude, that's what, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's crazy because I remember this one year in private school mm -hmm. on our football team, uh, we got a Jewish kid that was playing. He was fucking decent or whatever. And then just one night before he came home, we wrote on the wall, um, you know, get out go of here. Jew. Yeah, go home, Jew. Well, that was one. That was in the, that was me. the movie. Oh, my that God. Was my dude. Just me, bro. <laughs> yeah, and then I was outside in the rain. The remember? <laughs> remember, I was outside in the rain, and like, damn, where were I? Screamed cowards, and and, the, and oh. your buddies all stayed inside. Yeah, we were laughing at you. It, it cost me my girlfriend weirdly and unnecessarily. <laughs> uh, school, ties. school ties is a movie where you put it on for kids, and they're like, Wait, whoa, 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 what is all this? <laughs> Dude, she had fucked this dude and made out with him a bunch, and then she was like, "I found out your religion." Yuck! Yuck! And she, she goes, goes, "I mean, how did I not steal your tail and horns?" She goes, <laughs> she was, she goes cl "Clean piece," and you knew where to get a deal. But I can't go with this. He should have been so relieved that girl was over him. He's like, "Oh man, she is a nitwit." She's like, "Everyone's asking me." Did your mouth taste like matzah or whatever the fuck I'm oh she God. said? And he was like, what did you tell him? She's like, I don't know. I don't know what matzah tastes like. I would love to do a, I would love to do a school ties watch along with the bonfire oh. campers. Oh, buddy, that it's movie so is full of ridiculous. How angry they were. Who lie about anything? He never told us he was a Jew. Like, who cares? That's <laughs> <laughs> not our golden boy here. He's the coolest thing in your school. Yeah, he is. You guys are going to win a fucking title, dude. Just keep it together. Fucking Damon, dude. Damon didn't want to hear it. Matt Damon. He's a lying, backstabbing kite. Although you can't argue. What you can't argue, though, is like, blame it on the Judaism if you want. But blame that, it on the Jew. <laughs> that was falling, falling. Blame it on, on the, the kike. That's at night. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. Blame it on, on the, the Jew. Jew. 
And then our tape gets stuck. Blame it on the, blame it on the, blame it on the. <laughs> oh, Jacob disappeared. No, Jacob, don't leave. He went to go whack off that school tie scene. He loves people being fucking rope-a-doped by Jews. He puts on a sweater and stands in the shower and yells, coward. Dude, can you imagine a girl being like, fuck this guy, and then I find out he's a Jew. <laughs> it's just the weirdest. I mean, look, I know it takes place in a significantly different time. I but, Matt Damon, but Matt Damon, argue that Matt Damon didn't have some... He's racist against Jews, clearly, and he put a lot of it on that, but I mean... The guy had a real reason to be like, yo, he goes, came in, snagged this chick. First thing immediately. Uh, number two, takes his fucking uh, position as star of the team immediately. In fact, when he's open, I believe, just goes, I don't trust his fucking dick hands. And he just took it himself the whole way. I mean, making wild moves that, uh, that probably after the congratulations, the coach should have been like, you ever hang yourself out to dry like that again? We're going to lose you for the season, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, you, honest to God, you're playing like a Jew out there. Tell me you're Jewish. Right now. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense about what you just did yes. right there. Oh my you're God! Greedy, you greedy son of a bitch! You nothing, greedy son of a bitch! Nothing toasts my buns more than a quarterback that takes it himself or a Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, and I honestly, most of the time, I liken the two. But yeah, he. But, you, but, but, but to the best of my knowledge, you're not Jewish, so things are cool. We should bring back that kind of thing, but only through different sects of Christianity. Like, if you hook up with a girl and you're like, you're fucking Lutheran? Like, get upset at that, that kind of tiny thing? Are you a fucking Protestant? Buddy, I know you, I know you checked out of, uh, but I know you're going to be back big time. because I, I know. Oh, Love After Lockup? Yeah, I know you're back this week with, our, with the current crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you. This we're, back, we're back in Friday. The episode starts, we watched a little sneak preview, and the episode starts with Destiny just giving Sean a clock right in the nose. I mean, sent him to work with a big, fat nose, yeah. I, that's, how, that's how it ended, was him getting punched in the truck. Yeah, and then that, and then uh, and then the other girl is... Uh, Lindsay? Going to, I, no, the, the one that has a good body, but she's bonkers, clearly, with the good-looking guy. Oh, my God, where well, all they do is do, they do deep sex kisses every time yes. they see each other, where they're like, yeah, and then he's been in jail for so long, and he's a hottie. Well, it always looks good when you see the proper uh, direction of crazy into crazy uh, savage makeout sessions. When she bites his lip and they're in a store and she's like, do you want this ass? Yeah, baby. And he's like, is that what you're going to give me? Yes. Watching horny people when you're not horny might be one of the funniest things in the world. It is funny. Because it's like such an energy that if you're not horny, you're like, stop it. But she's going to turn. But she's going to turn that when that energy is not turned towards sexuality. Apparently, it's turned into she's going to drive them into a fucking wall to kill them together so they can be together. It's what it looks like in the commercial. He's like, please, no, don't do that. Don't. And she, you just see her like jerking the wheel and hitting, slapping the camera. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, dude, that's if that's if you're not going to fuck me, I'm going to burn your clothes energy. Yeah. Oh, oh, he'll be lucky if he gets out with some with some toasty clothes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, dude, yeah, the the fucking uh, school ties was never. I never understood the glaring racism against Judaism there. I told you, I never understood Jew Jewish, uh, because Brendan uh, Fraser's character in that movie struck me more as like, yeah, like most Jews I know. And I, I met like, you know, super Jewy, Jew-fro kids before in my life that were a little nebbishy. Sure. But for the most part, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, hey, you know, Brendan Fraser, you know. He's but dude, my like, sure, but, but, but let me finish this thing. But it's like, uh, 
uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm so blown away by like the. Uh, but when I moved to New York, I got more of like the. I, I met much more like uh, the whiny, the whiny Nebishi Jew from New York. The East Coast. There you go. And actually, what it turns out, it mostly is, I believe, towards the Hasidic people, uh, who I believe single-handedly have brought coronavirus back to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they live in their own it's little weird. world there. What's weird about moving to, because I only, I didn't experience East Coast Jewish culture until I moved to New York, and growing up in Colorado, I knew two Jews. I knew Andy when I was a kid, and he had, like, the fro, you know, he was, like, a heavyset kid, and he'd always be like, I got the new Jurassic Park toys, and I'd be like, let's go play the dinosaurs, and then my friend Brian uh, Tannenbaum. You boys, wanna, who, you, you boys wanna hang out and maybe compare schmeckles? Yeah, but he moved away. <laughs> he moved away, and then I I became friends with my friend Brian, who like did drugs and it was like a genius, but like called his parents by his first name. It was like I wasn't a good gauge. I didn't have a gauge on Jewish people, but I love. But I grew up. Barbara, like, Barbara, do you mind if Daniel joins us for supper no, tonight? He'd be like, Stephen's not home yet, and you're like, all right, we're just smoking in his kitchen. It felt weird, uh, but I, I, I grew up loving comedy, so like the the. I knew about Jewish culture from like Mel Brooks movies and like sure. fucking stand up and all that kind of thing. And then when I moved to New York and I was like, oh my God, that's very real. Where there's like, um, excuse yeah. me. And you're like, oh, wow, you're Saul Rosenberg. You're like, if yeah. Saul Rosenberg was a real person. But it, it's, it's yeah, crazy. So to first think of, I'm like, oh, they're talking about this. Yeah, because. I'm like, oh, this like I, I, I'm not, uh, of course. Uh, it would make no sense. I'm Jewish, but endorsing Jewish racism. I just like I, I don't get like I get the jokes through characters I've seen on TV, but I'm like, where is like this sect of Jewish people that are just so like you know now old and Jewy? I I didn't before I moved to New York. When I moved to Arizona, I got my first taste of like Long Island Jews who are also I also got Long Island Israelis. So they come in and they're just like. That kind of confidence, so they come in and they're like, yeah, you're dumb, whatever, you're stupid. <laughs> you know, like they just like push you around. Where you're like, I don't know, am I dumb? And they're like, what do you don't you don't know what's going on in Israel? And you're like, no, not at all. I don't know what's going on anywhere. I'm a fucking idiot. And they're like, well, clear, like living with a mirror. He'd be like, yeah, he was Israeli, so he'd be like, yeah, yeah. you don't know what's going on in Palestine. Yeah, are you fucking dumb? And I'd be like, it seems like a very incredibly hard conflict to know what's going on with but they're like it yeah, it's either you're with israel or you're against israel what are you with and i'm like i don't know you're my roommate i'm your friend so go oh, israel? Israel? He's like, yeah I don't know. he's like that's right yo zionist rule right and i'm like i don't know but let me uh in new york i should say i should more say this like i definitely you know I, I actually what i did know was like an older jewish culture but of like you know guys who wore like boxing trainer hats and dressed like old men and drove Buicks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I knew that Jewish, like what I actually said I didn't understand more was like somebody, because all teenagers to me were teenagers. Yeah. You know what I mean, there was the less athletic and some of them were Jewish and there was this, but there was cool kids that were Jewish, like popular, super popular kids that were Jewish. Yeah. And so that just never struck me like that. When I came to New York, where I saw more diversity in the young people, like uh, like a twenty-two-year-old who actually talks like that, you know, goes, "Oh, is the the food is just delightful." <laughs> like I didn't yeah. get a lot of that. I didn't get a lot of like a a kid being super like New York Jewy at all. 
Yeah, that's when you see that in New York and you're like, that's crazy. Where they're like, um, excuse me, mister, there's a lot of salt on this. And you're like, hey, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 13 and I'm, just, I'm, I'm a little bothered by you right now. If you could step away, please. The crazy thing that I saw was I didn't realize that Hasids were like hated by other Jews. <laughs> so you just have like other Jews and they're like, just kind of like they're like the crazy cousin where they're like, yeah, where were they in the street killing chickens? Yeah, that's them. <laughs> because I think like that's the way a lot of like I like Christians look at like Christians look at the people that like dance, like the Pentecostals that like dance with snakes and shit. Mm -hmm. I think the way that like a lot of Jews look at like the Hasids, where you're like, because if you can think of Christianity, sometimes you think of like fire and brimstone and the Lord will burn you, and you're like, no, that's a sect of people. Usually, yeah, usually it's just boring, like, you know, ha, he, ha, mm, most of the time it's just people that smile a lot and they're like, oh. All right, and then they just talk shit when you walk away. Like that's most Christians, you know. Christine, can you bring up the scene? Can you bring up the scene of Eton uh, on American Dad? That's the great, the kid is having the bar mitzvah. It's a great. But see, I only knew my the coolest kid that I knew, Adam Hill, was Jewish, and he was like, he looked, he like had a darker complexion. He was super athletic, and it was like, oh yeah, he was the only one that I know that had a bar mitzvah, and he was like, dude, my bar mitzvah was like awesome and i was like well, we weren't friends then but i was like oh damn everyone else has had a 13th birthday party little j little j my friend growing up little j was jewish yeah. and uh he was jewish and f the by far the best basketball player i've ever consistently played basketball with dude just fucking he's been on the court and jewish dude really not by, not by religion at all nothing like that i'm just saying like when you see him you go oh yeah yeah that guy's Jewish. And then he could ball. Dude, Jewish kids ball. can ball. ball. <laughs> Jewish kids can ball. Outside of black kids, Jewish kids. That's where it goes. That's who you're picking. If you're picking teams, go black kid, Jewish kid. And then go big Middle Eastern, then go a big Midwestern white kid for the boards. <laughs> Christine, can you find the part where he comes to you? Somebody goes, he goes, all right, bye, Bubby Judy. <laughs> <laughs> See if he first comes in on the escalator. But, as the but Jay, you growing up in Philly, would you go to the JCC? Would you go to like? Yes. You that's where I played like, ball. With, that's, that's where I played ball with Kobe Bryant. JCC was just like our rec center. So it wasn't like fact, I went there for, but I went there for summer camp for sure. But it was, but it was day camp. But was day camp like were all the kids Jewish? No, it was just a summer camp. It was just a summer camp. Like, it's a JCC, but I said it was like the rec center. So, no, it was like there was black kids there and stuff. Oh, Dan, watch this. You will enjoy this. <laughs> this is great. Hey, Snot. You know Aton, my bar mitzvah study buddy. Okay, Bubby Judy, I'm just coming to the end of the stairs now. Yeah, the motor <laughs> stairs. That's right. I'm almost at the bottom, so I got to get off, okay? I got to keep, keep going. I know. Okay, I love you too. I have to go. Bye, Bubby Judy. <laughs> that was my grandmother. I call her every day, not because I have to, because I want to. You should too. Shalom's all around. And Debbie, a super shalom to you. I didn't see you at Temple this year for Yom Kippur. You missed some off the hizzy atonement. You were busy? Actually, I've sort of moved away from <laughs> traditional religion. Oh, then might I suggest you check out the Jewish mystical tradition of Kabbalah? It's your Judaism after dark. <laughs> I didn't know you were so spiritual, Aton. Hey, I'm spiritual too. I'm terrified yeah, of ghosts. That's fucking. Hey, Bobby Judy. <laughs> Hello, Bobby Judy. See, for us, the, I, the East Coast, the way the and I, I've said this before, but the way the East Coast 
kids grew up around like Jewish culture or whatever, if you're from Colorado, you know a lot about Mormon religion. Than oh, yeah. People. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. those fucking wide eyed psychos are just staring at you, watching every move you make, watching every Pepsi, every can of Pepsi you drink. Dude, my buddy John uh, had his super old Jewish grandparents. And John was just like my buddy, you know what I mean? And every possible, like not hyper Jewish in any, po- in any what, way. Did, really. you just, did you just forget something, Jacob? You all right? I have my phone on mute. My brother just texted me, Eddie Van Halen died. No. What? What? That's breaking news for real? On fire breaking news. I mean, are you sure like, that's actual? Are you sure that's yeah, actual? Uh, are you, is that real? Eddie Van Halen died? Me that. Is your brother being a Jewish trickster? TMZ yes. reported. Oh, TMZ, what's well, gospel? Yeah, that is. Well, that's, that's, that's finite. Oh, did a did a gay uh did a gay street report? Yeah, did people's court tell me? Oh I'm man! Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the. How did he die? No, it's all right. We're just uh, talking. Just, just a, we're just going to get canceled. Intimate story from my past. No, it's it's fine. It was just about how his grandmother told him that she believed in him. Uh oh, throat cancer. Oh, God damn, damn. It. he smoked. He smoked. He smoked. Very end. He did. Uh, yeah. Didn't he have throat cancer again? He had tongue cancer. Oh, uh, it moved to his brain as well. Oh, you f- it says he believes he developed throat cancer from a metal guitar pick he used to frequently hold in his mouth, but he was a smoker. He yeah. thinks it's oh. from metal. Uh, that's him absolutely trying. You know why? Because he, he never stopped smoking, I believe. So I think that was his way to keep smoking by blaming it for the pick he put in his mouth. But that doesn't make any sense. Damn. God damn, man. I damn. Love if it makes you feel any better, Jacob, there was no more left in him. He wasn't going to write a new shred that you were going to be like, oh, thank God he's still here with us. It's just the memory that sucks because he was so young. Oh, is anybody called Valerie Bertinelli? Does anybody know where Bertinelli's at? This is a very get hard day. Bertinelli on the horn. I need everyone to have Bertinelli. Get Bertinelli. Man, young Bertinelli, that was a good grab. That was a good grab. He got a young Bertinelli, and no one cared about Bertinelli anymore. And then he could just have her, like, without her being, like, ass out everywhere on the streets, you know? Yeah. Damn, dude. Eddie Van Halen. He fucked her right into only being known as Mrs. Eddie Van Halen. And then she came back pudgy and older. No one cared. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It's a rough time. This is a very... Come on. Time. We're going through it, Jay. Can you yes. keep your mind off of it? All I'm saying is the woman got heavy. I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so uh, sorry. Damn, it fucking sucks. Damn, dude. Well, Big. Jacob, this is why you're... Our... Was such every... <laughs> was so important to me. Damn, man, that sucks. Would you say it was your favorite band growing up? Um, I would always put Van Halen like my top five band. My my favorite band was always the Who. But did you draw Van Halen on all your books? <laughs> no, I, I I did draw quite a few Van Halen symbols. Yeah, man, I, I you did Van Halen. Well, apparently not enough to save Eddie because he's gone because of you because you didn't draw enough Van Halen symbols on your books. Did he die like earlier today, or did he die right now? <laughs> hey, gone tomorrow. He died at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica on Tuesday. Yeah. But here in America, time. right? Here in yeah. America, not somewhere else like Brazil or no Santa Monica. Can I, can I please? <laughs> 
You stepped all over my fucking. I was gonna make a Panama joke. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Watching Jay, can I tell you, watching that joke just get swatted out of the air might have been funnier than you actually getting it off. Because I watched your face genuinely be like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, you're like you I go, know, "Did he die out here? Or, or, did he die here in America, or did he die in Chicago?" <laughs> I was reading. I couldn't see your face. You fucking sorry. Matumbo blocked me. I totally fucked up. Dude, she fucking threw that into the. Me. <laughs> Dude, she straight up threw that in the stands. She was like, get out. that. We are not She's Stiller like, and O'Meara. She's like, get that fucking weak shit out of here. You don't see Bonnie McFarlane doing that to Rich Voss, you son of a bitch. No, dude, they take it all the way. She's a lot funnier than me. All right, well, <laughs> I guess at any moment you can jump. <laughs> yes, now Eddie Vedder. Gone uh, too soon, but he's finally... Running with the devil. Thank God this. Thank God he didn't die in 1984. We're just having a lot of fun. We miss him. We we, we mourn through laughter. You know what I mean? No, no. He was a fucking uh, amazing yeah. guitar player, man. It was absolutely uh He played "Beat It," right? He plays the "Beat It." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think guitarists yeah. either wanted to be like him, or were so, or, or were so uh, hell bent on not trying to, like, just do a punk thing because they couldn't come close to him. Do you think dying right now? This is pretty dark. Do you think dying right, right now? Hey, gone tomorrow. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna mourn. I'll mourn in the right way. I'll dance the night away. <laughs> 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 uh but dying right now during a oh, pandemic <laughs> <laughs> dying during a pandemic wouldn't, wouldn't you have rather died in january when things were normal no <laughs> no like to go through it. like to I go everyone, through it? everyone's looking everyone's looking now now's a good time you think now is the time where you're like you know what dude let's this fucking let this disease do its thing i'll tell you what here's why it's all so good because people will always go when you know the years moving forward from 2020 now mm -hmm. you know how long eddie, eddie van halen's been passed away you, you know how long he's been dead for being easy mm -hmm. you always remember it's the pandemic so in uh you know in 2027 you'll go Fam, damn dude eddie, eddie van halen died seven years ago oh you're right you're right but i was saying you could still die in 2020 and die before the pandemic could have died in february you'd yeah. still forget that it was 2020 eventually you're you're right. 2020 really starts. March is when it starts to really be the year 2020, when all the shit started falling. Yeah, but you know, Trump said we're cool, so it's fine. Oh, so we'll get back to it. We're all right. Anyways, uh, I saw him doing. He was, he was doing spin. Uh, he was practicing spin kicks today. I saw him. <laughs> I heard when he was discharged that he went immediately to his kumite lesson. I mean, the kind of <laughs> it, oh, I fucking I fucked that up. I'm a, such a dumb stoner. I meant to say you can you can edit that one out, Lou. <laughs> As I tell Lou, I go, "Hey, Lou, that was a big miss. Why don't we pull that one?" I meant to uh, say, "Cut that back." I'm going to say it again from the top. I go, okay. uh, "Let me get that one again." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I heard he went to his capoeira lesson. Ah, uh, zing, zing, boom. Anyway back to jews <laughs> back to jews you guys want to hear the worst five minutes in bonfire history um man that's what's crazy about breaking news though jacob is that you said eddie van halen is dead and it used to be a thing where it would take six to twelve hours 
for people to find out Eddie Van Halen died. You got a lot of you telling people, you know, and now it seems like it's instantaneous. Like the second you told me Eddie Van Halen was dead, I went to Twitter and it was just like fucking Eddie Van. It's just all over. You know what I mean? TMZ seems to know before the actual person does. Do you think Jacob, 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 wait, guys, guys, guys. I hate to cut you off. Just give me one second here. My throat is scratchy. Okay. Now, uh, come on, baby. Finish what you started. <laughs> Jay, I know you're making a lot of jokes right now, but this is a hard time. Jacob's upset. Jamie's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to bounce, oh, had to bounce back Sorry, after that Capoeira fucking blunder. <laughs> oh, I got it bad so bad. Oh, you son of a bitch. You old fucking rascal. <laughs> you son of a bitch, dude. God. Oh, my God. TMZ got in trouble because they, they broke the Kobe story, I think, before the police could tell his family. What? Uh, yeah. Is that, that true? Was, I believe yeah, so. I so. Yeah, before. So it's like they, they just have, you know... It's like the entire paparazzi works for TMZ. So it's like they have leads left and right. It's such a, I mean, I watch it and I go to them for stuff. Wow. They really took like garbage paparazzi to a new level. That's really funny. Way to amend that. It, the, the beginning you go, I mean, I pay all my money to like, I'm the top tier <laughs> member on TMZ, but it's fucking, I'm starting to think it's not cool. <laughs> it's like for sure not cool, but it's a great resource. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I, I mean, feel like Sirius XM has moles. You think so? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the TMZ is always downstairs. Did you, see, did you see that uh, on TMZ? It was funny. I just, it was on TV last night here, late night. And uh, the thing everyone thought that Courtney Kardashian was putting a, a teasing picture of her being pregnant because it's like a silhouette of her yeah. and whatever. And everyone's like, I think she's pregnant. He goes, It's just her big fucking ass. They thought she was standing the other direction, I think. That's Thinking so like, funny. Yeah, it's a big bump, but I'm like, the only thing they're talking about could possibly be with this, the shadow of her ass. That's so funny to be like, is she expecting a little baby? It's like, no, she's just got a fat, fake dumper. She's got a fucking fat dumps. Dude, that, do all of them have fake butts, Christine? I don't know if any of them have fake butts. I don't know if any of them have fake butts. I would guess more than fake butts is the Brazilian butt lift surgery where they like suck stuff out of your tummy and put it in your butt. The before and after. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess yeah, fake's the wrong word. I but I mean because they're like those they're not like firm, taut asses. They all have like it they also just got, you know, they're Middle Eastern and Chilean, so it's like they could also just have big asses. Yeah, but but if you catch them on the wrong picture, it looks like bags of yogurt. But like for the most part, they look like. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of their lives, their asses were like a fault. No, not most of their lives. I guess not most of their lives, but I think at the beginning of their lives, I think when they were coming of age, you probably thought, you know, if their asses were like that, they're like, when, I'm fat. When's the last year that skinny butts were cool? Like what, like 2010? Uh, J Lo started the swing. Yeah, I, I, think, really I, 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 I think I think it's I think it's earlier in 2010. I do. But like, remember the late I think, 90s? I think the, fat, I think the fat ass has been kicking ass for about 15, 15. I mean, maybe close, maybe close to 20. Late 90s, it was big tits, flat butt. Yes, yeah. and legs high, like legs were high, flat ass, high, flat ass. I thought I think legs were 80s. 
The old gay. Yes, yes. Eighties were definitely legs, oiled up, long tan legs. In, the in 80s. fact, in fact, I'll be honest with you, it may be legs and tits since the nineteen twenties, and then uh, and then in the nineties became like the. I feel like seventies. I feel like the butt had a had a little renaissance in the seventies. Um, little little booty shorts and stuff were popular in the seventies yeah. and shit. Well, yeah, and you want you know want a nice thick tit. You know what I mean? Uh, the Daisy Duke. I think the Daisy Duke made titties. I mean, asses popular in the seventies. Yeah, Barbara Bach. Thank you, Barbara Bach. Bach in that butt, dude. Bach at the moon. When did spandex become popular? Eighties. The eighties. But the yoga pant became super popular in the two thousands. Yes, it did. and I think it was spandex got big titties over and then yoga pants got butts over because once you can start seeing the underfold on a butt sweet lord it was over <sighs> should we um should we take a break yeah yeah it's also good time do we have to we have guests coming on yeah. yes oh we do yeah rest yeah. Bed yeah oh i thought we were unchained <laughs> 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 uh, we have fun, um, Christine. You're you seem like in a bad mood. You're not getting any of these jokes. You're you're coming at us with anger. But I ask, why can't this be love? <laughs> oh man, I love you guys. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Rosebud Baker and Andy Haynes. It's the bonfire. Well, I just Wait, forgot what? our channel. I just, yeah, I just forgot we we're on. I was like, I got this. Serious XM. Radio. <laughs> Five years, four days a week. And I'm like, this is 95? That feels weird. Out of the mouth. It feels weird to that Serious XM 95 out of the mouth. I'm Dan Soder. That's Big J Okerson. We got our full crew and our guests today from the podcast Find Your Beach. It's Rosebud Baker and Andy Haynes. What's up, guys? Oh, oh, wow. Pre-recorded applause. I'm oh, happy dude. to be here. That's a real thing. You guys are coming in. No, this, is broadcast. this is broadcast at Times Square at a TRL rally. Whoa. <laughs> a rally? <laughs> a rally for TRL? Yeah. It's to bring back TRL. They're just waiting there in that little island, waiting for somebody to, open that, somebody to open that curtain on that window. They've Apparently, been there for 20 years. We're actually still outside of um, Walter Reed Medical Center, just cheering on the president's health. Yeah. So. You were waving at the motorcade? Yeah, I said I, I was that guy that said I'd die for him. Oh, well, the TRL, the TRL group has become a death cult. Oh, <laughs> well, they said they said the ending the end is near when Carson Daly reappears at fifteen fifteen Broadway. Yeah, they've gone oh. Thunderdome. It's all homemade weapons and and leather. Shit. <laughs> and you, trust me, you do not want to get in between the In Sync and Backstreet Boy factions. They yeah. are rivals. Rosebud uh -huh. actually cut ties with them, and she if she sees them, it's God. It was like the last scene from Braveheart. Yeah, guys. yeah. What with, with the TRL Death Cult? Yeah, yeah. Just Dude, I didn't two... know. Two factions on opposite sides of the street just <laughs> charging at each other. I was actually in a death cult for a long time called the Columbia House Records. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, Columbia House Records, you can't get out of that. It's like Scientology, Columbia House Records, and BMG were the three that you're like... It's the reason no one can get a car in their 20s, because you fucked over Columbia House on your own name too much. And before you realize that you could send it to your cat. 
<laughs> yeah, that was before I knew that Garfield soda could get snooped off. <laughs> you didn't even have to hide. You could, you could have been like Snuggle Soda. They don't have no yeah. idea. Like, yeah, it might be Tasmanian. I don't know. I don't know where this guy's from. Um, I think we said it before. The thing with Columbia House, though, was that's like, I don't think people consume music that way anymore where you had a, there's just a definite amount of things available on that checklist yeah. of CDs you can get. And because of that, you're, I think musical taste was more diverse back then because like of that, you had to pick, I remember I'd get those boxes and it would be like Green Day, Outcast, you know what I mean? Uh, Danzig, Barbra yeah. Streisand's yeah. Greatest Hits. <laughs> like, My favorite bands were The Roots and Tool back then. Yeah. Oh man, you are. because she couldn't ready. spell. She, she was, yeah. <laughs> well, you married you married up getting Andy because you should be married to a, a manager of an Orange Julius in a mall. <laughs> with, with those yeah, kind yeah. of tastes. I mean, you yeah. get free OJ's, so it's yeah. really that bad of a deal. Orange <laughs> Julius is underrated. That was such a good drink. Well, when I, they par- when they paired up with Dairy Queen, I thought I was like, this is going to be unstoppable. <laughs> I've still never had one. I've still to this day never had one. What? Can we do a pilgrimage to like a mall I mean, in New I, Jersey? I, I didn't I didn't understand what it was. I thought it was just orange juice. I thought they sold orange juice and hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like the um, you know, like the Nebraska version of a Jamba juice. It was yes, great. That's exactly what it was. It was kind of like more of a shake than it was. It was three eleven Jamba juice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we say, oh no, no. <laughs> if you listen to three eleven and drank Orange Julius, you get 10 extra years on your life. They're sad years, but you get it. Yeah. Christine, Christine, showed, Christine showed Orange Julius in a mason jar. What fucking yeah. hillbilly they, mall are you going to? They only count, actually, those extra 10 years in the Edmonton Mall. That's the only place oh, you can actually live those out. I promise you that there is an Orange Julius in that mall. 100%. Oh, yeah. There's a Tanya Harding uh, a, a tribute ice skating rink in there. That's where we should have gotten married. Yeah, the Edmonton the Mall. Tanya you no, should have. Tanya Harding uh, memorial. memorial. That would have yeah. been awesome. You should have had mainly Tanya Harding Isn't that that's the that's the ice rink that she's skating in, in the like the documentaries of her, where like yeah. she had already gotten trouble for uh, for getting Nancy Kerrigan kneecapped, but it was never officially proven it was her. And then she'd do these like she would practice publicly. And there were just people at the third level, that dumb shit mall, going, boo, you're a mean lady. You heard our princess. Fuck you. I'm about to walk into Pac Sun, but before I do, <laughs> fuck you, Tanya she Harding. Was her, she was on her OJ Simpson pre uh, prison mode. That's what she was doing. Yeah, dude, she kind of flaunted it when she got away with it at first. And then you remember she tried to act like the victim because her one of her uh, skates the laces broke and she was like yeah i'm the real victim <laughs> like, you shattered a woman's kneecap there's no way i love tanya harding i think she's badass yeah her perm was crunchy yeah yeah dude have you i'll tell you, what, I'll tell you why i love why i like her she walked through everything dude she just walked yeah. through everything she walked through the olympic scandal with never really getting in trouble herself i don't think ultimately um she walked through uh then sec very early probably even before we said like the pam anderson and stuff being the first one she walked through a sex tape scandal yeah. uh no one cared uh nobody wanted on. to watch it nobody yeah and, and and through all of that all of that still resides at the highest level of judy gold's career 
<laughs> they both do world's dumbest true TV shows. Dude, her her crunchy perm makes me think that she always had a menthol on her. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh, without a doubt, she did. She definitely ripped off. Yeah. Now, Rosebud and Andy, for our fans that don't know, were just recently married. Do you wish you would have done a Tanya Harding themed wedding? That would have been pretty I badass. I wanted to I'll I wanted to walk down the aisle with a black eye. I wanted yeah. at least that, you know, just mm. a I nod. Just, I just kinda like the idea of I like the and idea I want to hit her. Andy on a whole <laughs> Jeff Galuli vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah like, if you just sl- slick this hair back. Yeah. Yeah, I got it already. Yeah. For sure. You gotta, you just gotta get a crusty thin, just upper lip <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 a quarter inch of hair above. That's the good because that's all he can grow. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You know, that movie, the the I Tanya movie, is where that that actor was uh, found. The one that played Richard Jewell. He's so yeah. fucking good. The oh, yeah. guy. What's his name? Yeah, he was amazing. Paul Walter Hauser, I think. Yeah, and so he, I didn't realize that I Tanya. Isn't was he the also movie. the? Isn't he also the guy from Cobra Kai? Yes, yeah. and he did that because he just liked the show. He'd already done Richard Jewell, and he was like, "I just like the show." Yeah, he just really. Yeah, he plays like so, he plays like a he plays like a, a like a wingman main character at all, but like an interesting character on in Cobra Kai. But it's uh, yeah, I was like, this guy really got some work out. So he did Richard Jewell first. That's interesting. Like he that got, I think he got nominated for an Oscar for that. And then went on to be like, I'm going to do a straight to YouTube show and I'm going to be. Yeah. Uh, well, now it's blown up, dude. Cast list. Now <laughs> you know, he kind of saw he had foresight because now it's on uh, Netflix and everyone's like, have you seen Cobra Kai? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Jay and I were watching it on YouTube because we're sad boys. I got I got like like everything I get asked to audition for. Uh, I was asked to audition for or offered to audition for, I should say, uh, the part of the guy who kneecapped Nancy Kerrigan. And I was just like, it's one of those things with everything they go, where they go, like, hey, read the character description or look who the guy is. We w- like you to read for him. I'm always like, I don't want to be this fucking gross fatso. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why do they think I would be this guy? And it just hurts my feelings more and more. Every time, I, I told you, a zillion, Louis C.K. came up to me the first day of the pilot taping for Louis that I was in one scene of. I told you I was on my way to a gig and I got a phone call saying they offered me the part. They just offered it to me. Yeah. No audition or nothing. And I was like, what? Have this ever happened in my life? I'm like, this is amazing. They go, yeah. He goes, Louis said uh, he wrote the part for you. And I'm like, whoa, that's so crazy. I'm like, all right, great. And they go, we'll send you over the script and the sides or whatever later. And I got the sides for the whole weekend on the road where I'm drawing nobody in gigantic Pittsburgh improv. <laughs> uh, 50 people audiences the most. And, uh, I read the thing, this character's description, whatever the name was, was like a uh, fat, slovenly, greasy. Something. <laughs> oh, he wrote this for me and was uh, unprompted, by the way. When Louis C.K., I don't know where he heard that's what it was said to me, but he came running over to me as, and as soon as the day started. He was like, Jay, by the way, he goes, I swear to you, I, I don't know why I said that. I didn't write this character for you. I wrote the character and then we auditioned people and I was like, oh, you know, I think Jay will just be able to, you know, just he'll hit the line. We have a hard time getting somebody to hit the lines. And I'm like, okay. And you know why? It was a great lie. It was a great <laughs> lie. It's just when somebody here goes, goes, Jay's really ugly. And you go, what? He goes, no, no, my, my neighbor, Jay. And you just go, I, I want to believe that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
You're like, I'll accept that because it's what my heart wants to hear. Yeah, it's just what I want to hear. That's why when anyone <laughs> criticizes people in entertainment where they're like, you guys are sellouts, and you're like, yeah, absolutely. I'll be upset by something and still do it. Or they're like, hey, we have you this part for a big-headed retard. And I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> when is it film? Films it film? I'd, love to. I'd love to do that. I could, be there. I could probably be there by Tuesday. Yeah. I'm so desperate. They'll like give me a day rate and it's like in Europe. I have to quarantine. And then the part is uh, neo-Nazi bitch. And I'm like, cool. I'm on <laughs> yeah, fuck yep. yeah, dude. Oh, man. I can't wait to play that Stanford swimmer raper. <laughs> like, I'm balding, looking forward. Balding cuck. Yep. I'm there. <laughs> I've been told by casting that I'll grow into my type by the time I'm 80. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, okay, cool. That sounds you like the, you're the oldest soul. Yeah, that, sounds like, that sounds like such a cutting remark that a woman who runs a dance studio told you that. Grow into your feet when you're dead, you sloppy bitch. And you're like, oh, fuck, you hurt. Yeah. They're I, like, we need someone childless, but with the energy of like a mother of seven. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is those flippers you call feet. You're tripping over them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear you. I could hear your uterus rattling around in the elevator on the way up. You want to dance for me? <laughs> it's just vicious. I told Rosebud that she has the energy of a woman that manages a uh, lake bar. Yes. <laughs> Dan knows lake bars. I know, dude. Andy, let me tell you something. You grew you up just in a lake bar. You just, I was born in the darkness, molded by it. <laughs> My dad was a fucking bartender at a bowling alley near a lake. So yep. this is, and let me tell you, you hit that one out of the park. I usually it's a special order, breed. Yeah, I want to usually order a double rum and coke whenever I see Rosebud, just to her. Yeah. <laughs> I lead with a double rum and coke, more rum, splash of coke. <laughs> I, just, I just serve it up with my tits. Yeah. That's my tit milk is whiskey. Uh, um, yeah, you, but, always, uh, you, always have, you always have a mystery uh, wrist problem that you're wearing one of those guards for. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a lady dressed like a slut and then she has a wrist brace on. <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing because we all knew it when we said it. It's a real thing that occurred. Uh, oh, man, but I bet you that uh, Rose, yeah, Rosebud's energy is that she's going to tell you a story of bailing out one of her kids. <laughs> she goes, little junior, little junior got mad. Big Junior's away, so little Junior. His daddy was a piece of shit, so I give him a pass. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene that we were watching from True Detective where a mom says she hasn't seen her son in a while because he stole her microwave. Yeah. It's like, that's my role. That's yeah. it. That's the role you the got. The mom complaining about it. I just want to make my microwave back. I don't want him in trouble. <laughs> I just want to talk to him again. I miss him. Ow, my wrist. <laughs> yeah, now you guys, as a couple, you guys started a, a podcast in the quarantine, Find Your Beach. Would yeah, you, first day. Would you recommend that to other comedian couples? No. No. I mean, it's been tough to keep up, to be honest. Uh, it's been well, you guys, my I mean, penis. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about because on our show, you know, Jay and Christine live together and we've been doing this show the entire time of quarantine. They're in separate rooms. So, you know, we keep the peace. We got to yeah. keep them apart. I yeah. think it helped us a little just because we it gave us something to do for the first like we did it every day for the first 30 days of quarantine. And then we kind of slowed down to biweekly. Yeah. But like 
in LA, there's nothing to do. So we, yeah. we no, gave we us something it, to do. We did it every day for the first 50 days. Yeah, something was, like that. It was a while. And you guys we, did it uh, every day for 50 days. Yeah. Which is probably not impressive because you guys do this every day. But, well, you know. I mean, and I also, my girlfriend and I started a Luchador OnlyFans. So we banged <laughs> Luchador masks on OnlyFans. And we did every that. Day? We're going to start a brother sister OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. You guys are doing that. Oh, you guys yeah. are going to. Yeah. Can I say something? The reason I'm not joining in on this, I'm not joining in on this because laugh all you want. These are money making genres. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we laugh it off if you want. You guys are laughing. I'm seeing a very viable business opportunity, very profitable <laughs> genres. But uh, do what you want, laugh at it. As time goes on, we're gonna actually bring into our role play that our genetics created a uh, soft child, you know, so we'll like. <laughs> We'll yeah. start a bang, and then I'll be like, "We need to go bathe the child." You know, <laughs> things like that. He needs his protein yogurt. He his, teeth, his teeth can't cut through hard food. Some guy jerking off. Just it's so real. Oh my god! Oh, I think you got an extra chromosome because they're related. Oh fuck! I promise you. I promise you. There's a a woman or or man. Or a couple doing OnlyFans while in another room as a special needs kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. That's for sure happening somewhere, which is just crazy to come out. And it's if like, you have so, that OnlyFans, always like, sorry, honey, but okay, just gonna wash off my dildo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now what mushed food? Now what kind of mushed food do you want to eat? <laughs> she has to get. She has to get into his eye line in the wheelchair. She goes, "Hi, honey. Yeah. <laughs> honey." Mommy's going to be out in about three minutes. He's just staring up. <laughs> Did you hear some loud thumps? That was Mama doing her Sailor Moon. <laughs> the guy on OnlyFans like, who are you talking to, baby? Who are you talking to, baby? And she goes, oh, it's just my son, Nathan. He's, uh, he's oh. a he still plays with blocks. <laughs> hey, thanks for that tip, Jets Die Hard 40. Oh, hold on. My son's walking in. Hey, baby. <laughs> I don't. That bucket's your mess. I <laughs> hold on, hold on, real quick. Yeah, dude, I like, I'm trying to I come, guarantee. and I'm trying to come, and your son, who has forever crutches, keeps walking through the. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that's Henderson, Nevada. That's where. Yeah. That's. <laughs> he, goes, he goes. Well, we lived in Green Valley, but then I lost my job at the Luxor. So. <laughs> My girl used to cocktail at the Luxor, and now we live in fucking Henderson. <laughs> but it's good style, good ranch style houses, so we don't have to worry about steps, you know, so our son can get from each room to each room. It's not perump, you know? Yeah. That's with this. Have you guys done uh, any indoor shows recently? Uh, we're doing We've all been doing outdoor shows. We're doing our first indoor shows um, in Chicago. In Chicago this weekend, so I'm going to be at Zany's and then yeah, you're going to be at, you're going to be at Zany's October 9th and 10th. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're going to be so check out Rosebud at Zany's Chicago October 9th and 10th, and then Andy is going to be at the Laugh Factory in Chicago October 10th and the 11th. So you guys have rival shows on the 10th. Yes. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Go to Zany's.com or go to LaughFactory.com. Pick which yeah. one you like more on the 10th, Rosebud or Andy. <laughs> you know, if you go if you go over and do little guest spots on those laugh factory shows rosebud they're not going to tell the zanies they ain't gonna that's, tell. Right. that's right Come nobody's going to hear about it nobody's no going to hear about it now um, i think the only indoor shows that we've done so far have been um we've done dinner we performed 
at dinner. Oh, dinner. You went and had dinner at the cellar. Yeah, we went and had Andy dinner did. at the cellar. Andy yeah, did. I did not. I was, I was that go up and then I freaked out. Now they're having dinner at the cellar, but there's. I saw it l last night. I stopped by the cellar and hung out with Liz. That plexiglass. How was that? There's plexiglass. It's a fishbowl. Yeah, it looks like Jay. I I, I don't know if you've been by. I, I, saw by, it. I, saw I, by. I looked at it and I was like, "Who are we dunking?" Because uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, with this with this distance, I'm going to hit that target, and whoever's going down. <laughs> and they were like, "That's," and they go, "That's," and they go, "That's where entertainment happens." And I go, "Doesn't feel like it. It feels like a, a it feels like a blizzard of bucks." Well, Jay, and money's going to blow all around. Grab it. Or Jay, yeah. you could lose your sight and play the slide guitar. That's yep. true. Also, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's also dude, fucking roadhouse. Dude, I'll go full roadhouse on the cellar. Oh, yeah, dude. Man, man. Uh, I have yeah. a uh, I have a degree in philosophy from NYU and some tight jeans, so I'm ready. <laughs> Do it, dude. Keep fucking get into it. Have you guys gone up at the cellar yet? No, I've I haven't done it. I stopped by yesterday was the first day I've stopped by since the pandemic just to say what's up to Liz and I got a burger to go. But well, I haven't. You said you were gonna pop up. You didn't do it. It, there was it was too late. Like I waited there for like an hour and a half, and they were still waiting on people to come inside. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it took oh, off. I just bailed. But I'm gonna go back there and hang out for sure. I'll definitely try it. I'll try a show there. I did comedy connection in Providence this past weekend, and Jay's done it. Now that's that's in, that's in a that's in like a in a hamster ball suspended over the crowd like Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I do I do like flame, I, do, I do flaming lips where I walk out over the crowd <laughs> in the ball and they carry me. Somebody should do that at one of those driving shows. Just like yeah. send me out guys. I'm coming out. Send yeah. me all the way back. Have you guys done driving shows? Because I, I did it once and I hated it. She has, I haven't. I did it once and you know it was it felt to me like anything else. I was like uh you know once you get that the laugh is the like the honking is the laugh and you like accept that then you wait 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 wait, wait. hang on rosebud hang on a second you just yeah fuck my whole world in the <laughs> oblivion there hang on like, i i haven't done one yet but i am doing one <laughs> october 17th me and david tell are doing yes go get, Probs one. go get and, tickets uh, and I, 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 thought, I thought it was people just in their cars and you'll kind of hear them when they come to their cars and put chairs outside or something they're they're honking as a laughter and yeah. flashing their lights flashing their lights yeah, oh, fuck, man. Do, hey, Jay, can I ask you a question? Does it, does it tell no? It's like you, it you go like the, for the first two minutes, three minutes. I was like, this sucks, and then I just start. I it kind of allowed me to just like have more fun than I normally would because I didn't have that pressure of like get a laugh every thirty seconds or whatever, you know. Um, so you're just. You kind of relax into your own set. You just like have fun with it, and it's not. I don't agree. I think you should be afraid. I think we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> we think the worst section for this scenario. I just realized that it's going to have to be a hundred percent jokes. I can't be like ah, red yeah. Subaru. Yeah. Let me, uh, 
You guys married? Hump choice for yes. Hey, this guy. This guy knows what I'm talking about with the utility rack on top. This guy gets out. Hey, nice LeBron on that. Nice LeBron on that IROC jag off. This guy's excited for ski season. He's already got his racks on. I understand all of this is gonna work when you're doing like. Everything yeah. you just said is something you're gonna say on stage. With speaking the of tires, speaking of tires on the back, let's talk about my ex. So, am I killing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's worse than a, an oil check? More like a fucking highway robbery. Am I right? <laughs> 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 Sir, I hope I'm not prying here, but I can see that your inspection's up. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this guy. He's got a state park tag. Well, didn't know you like to go into nature, you homo. All right, anyways, guys. Thank you. All right. Look at this black SUV over here with a PBA card in the windshield. Boo. Uh, black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, that guy got a Dukakis sticker on you? I'm excited for Jay's car crowd work. You with the uh, My Other Car Is Your Mom uh, sticker on the back window. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's so fun to think you could just do that. Where you go, anybody got kids? Oh, of course you do. You got an honor roll student. You got to <laughs> yeah. If How are you guys seeing all their bumper stickers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we do from back. And you guys seem to be making up, but you could honestly, if you you, it doesn't matter because you can't see them. They can't. They don't know that you can't see them. You can say whatever the fuck you want. So it's it but is it's kind of. So, but, it's even, but it's even worse to perform for cars, and there's no flashing of lights or honking, bombing oh, to cars, and they go. Anybody? Uh, not not even one of you thought that was honkably fun. <laughs> <laughs> not even one of you. You couldn't even lean on the horn. You just... Dude, how perfect would it be for Gallagher though? No tarp. <laughs> uh, dude, he, yeah, all you gotta do is make sure you have window wiper fluid. <laughs> Dan, but what, I'm also worried, Dan. What about all of my uh, very intricate? Punch heavy setups. I'm worried they're gonna not hear over all that honking nonstop. <laughs> she goes, so anyway, I was talking to my ex-wife the other day, as I call her the bitch. Ha ha ha. And she said, all right, ha ha. Okay, okay, all right. So, all right okay, but so uh, okay, all right. thank you, thank you. There was more to it. There was more. So she says, thank you, thank you. No, she so she says, okay, thank you. All right, guys, you've been amazing. <laughs> Okay, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> guys, uh, I don't know if we're in a traffic jam or if I'm killing. <laughs> Everybody's trying to leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this you guys leaving? Am I doing well or are we bombing? What's happening? I got really fond memories of this show before you guys started acting out uh, the reality. <laughs> All the nightmares. Yeah, honestly. I was like, yeah, it was a good time. You guys start, start in on your shit. And I was like, actually, it was just like that. Um, <laughs> no, you were, you, were being part of the, you were being part of the collective there. That was That's where you fell apart. You have to realize. We're all starting to do that where you go. That was actually a pretty good show, and then you have to you have to still say dot 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 for a rooftop in a bad neighborhood on a minute's notice. Yeah, it was yeah. everything's gonna be with the caveat well, for sure. You know, like um, you you know, even if you have like a really good veggie burger, you're if you eat meat, it's like you eat meat. So right. that's essentially what every show feels like now. 
I don't know why you. I mean, there's some really good veggie burgers no, yeah, out there. Not. You know, like there's you know, not. that's not that weird. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Me and Christine got the Impossible Whopper, and we were like, "It's delicious." And someone went, "Yeah, it's ter- it's just as bad for you as a Whopper." I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only yeah. for if you're a person who doesn't eat meat for moral reasons. That's <laughs> the only reason it exists. It's not better for you. Yeah. I think we were eating healthy. We tried to do the Jared Fogel thing. Um, <laughs> where we ate healthy and collected pictures of children naked. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, the fucking dead ends on both. Christine, for all her producing knowledge, cannot figure out the dark web. <laughs> for years, we've asked her. We've asked for weapons. We've asked for people. We've asked we for. to buy crack cocaine, nunchucks, none of these things. Can you give me Captagon? I really yes. want to try Captagon. <laughs> Not only can I get you that, I'll get you a fully patched Hell's Angels jacket. How would you like to be a member of their how would you like to be a member of their fucking Do you want stolen criminal valor? Because <laughs> if I'm gonna deal for you. You go, I got a triad sports coat that'll fucking knock your socks <laughs> off. If you have a free He's a three lightning bolt member. That means he's got bodies on his gun. This dude, he's got, a, he's got he's a blood one percenter. This dude's done <laughs> damage. You, go, you know what's pretty crazy? I got Andy a shiny Yakuza suit. <laughs> uh, I go, don't go to Tokyo on that. They're going to think you are fucking mean. <laughs> They're going to call me White Finn. It's going to yeah, be great. There he is. There is a story of White Lightning who has took the United States triads to the top. There he yes. is. Remember the triads were a fear and they made that Michael Douglas movie where he went yeah. over to Japan to fight the triads and then, they, and then they cut off Andy Garcia's head. Ah, oh, it was a good one. God, they really got me. They got Garce on was that it? one pretty good, didn't they? Oh, they called Red, Garce out quick. Red, it was Red Dawn? No, Red Dawn was, was the Russians in the 80s when oh, the Russians yeah. came to Colorado. Red Dawn, Red Dawn is when the Russians invaded one small town in the Midwest, and for some reason it was not handled quickly. And they remade it with the Hemsworth brother with North Korea. But, you know, originally it was China, and then they had to re-edit the footage because China told the studio, they're like, we're not going to release this movie in our country. And China's such a big market that they were like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, they're North Koreans. We fucking. <laughs> did you, did we you were... hear China? Oh, that's crazy. No, nah, it was. <laughs> so we have to re- do, we have to, do we have to reshoot all the scenes? And they go, look, I'm not trying to be racist here, but you can say, <laughs> say it's North Korea now. We can do a couple establishing shots that'll be live on the budget. And they, and they go, but, who, but aren't they going to know the uniforms are different? And they go, no. No one's going to know the uniforms are different. <laughs> you, go, you go, hey, Mark, I'm going to. Yeah, hey, Mark, I'm going to give you the quick and skinny of this. Do you want six months of work or three weeks? <laughs> I, did, I did promise I did part, promise Margaret that we were going to go away after this one. All right, we'll just call North Koreans. <laughs> kind of, we'll be right back. We're hanging out. It's the bonfire. Quarantine tapes. Hey. I think. I'm Big J. Okerson. That's Dan Soder. Our crew is all here. Of course, we're hanging out with Rosebud Baker and Andy Haynes. Their podcast, Find Your Beach, available on iTunes and Spotify. You can also catch Rosebud and Andy live in Chicago, October 9th and 10th. Rosebud's going to be at Zany's. And, of course, the 10th and 11th, Andy is going to be at the Laugh Factory. Go get tickets at zanies.com and laughfactory.com. Do you think you guys, Rosebud and Andy, do you think you guys you guys have f- tasted a little bit of the apocalypse being together? Did that strengthen the relationship? Um, I guess so, yeah. I mean, we both, we got married, so, yeah. you know, there was like, 
I feel like that's a significant step. I, if you're not like, I feel like if you haven't broken up at this point, then you're yeah. good. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's pretty durable. It feels like if your relationship has gotten this far into the pandemic, you're a Honda Accord. You're going to go, right. you're going to go to 200,000 miles. Yeah. yeah. Well, also Rosebud's family's pretty high up in the RNC and I kind of want to have access to whatever that special <laughs> bunker is. Yeah, dude. I'm excited to, I'm excited to see Andy after I've survived nuclear fallout and then he's just coming out of it and he tells me what New Zealand is like in the new world. <laughs> 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 I just have a full head of hair. You're like, yeah. how the fuck did that happen? Me meanwhile, as far as the eye can see. Meanwhile, I carry Jacob in a backpack because he doesn't have legs. And that's, <laughs> and we've, just been, we've been wandering the highways doing our own podcast called uh, Jacob in the Sodes. <laughs> it's actually, we haven't been to New Zealand. They just told us the bunker was New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's um, great. They go, Rosebud, my little Rosebud, you know I won't let you get in trouble. Now the, <laughs> the bunker is New Zealand. There'll be a ship to pick up you and your pretty husband. Now, uh, here's some rules. <laughs> you old I, think, I, I hear it keeps happening. It's Foghorn Trio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, that's always powerful to me is Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say. I love no. Foghorn Leghorn is in that's how he envisions the Illuminati talking. That's how I trash I am. Is Foghorn Leghorn is how I think everyone at the big table talks. Now I'll say, I'll say. Now there's food and chemicals in the water. Nah. Dan, Dan still thinks that. You sound like the guy that like takes care of my grandfather's ranch. Yeah. <laughs> you think the rock for Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Wait, first off, he is a colonel. Number two. <laughs> I think whoever takes care of your grandfather's ranch seems like a hard-working fella that I'd like to meet. He's a Confederate Army. They yeah. call him Brush. His name's Brushfire. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking what a what a calloused hand of a name. That's not yeah. exactly. That's real. That's real. That's not Is it even. Brushfire. His name's Brushfire, and they all call him Brush. And uh, they go, does he have, does he have stories? Does he come up to your grandfather telling stories like where he pulls off working gloves and he goes, well, one of the calves was breached. So what I ended up having to do was remove it with my bare hands. And uh, yeah, honestly, that's probably the extent of what I've heard Brush say. And I, he's been working for my grandfather for the last 40 years. He goes, well, he I to put a you. into that mare's head. Yeah, he goes, I hate to tell you, there was another child's body found in the well. I don't know where these <laughs> things are coming from. Oh, I'm just out here shooing the horses. Yeah. In case the water tasted funny, I took yeah. care of it. <laughs> goes, Sir, just let you or the missus know that bathing should not be an option for the next 12 hours. There's <laughs> heavy bleach in the water to get that smell. We have out. to cycle the tanks again. <laughs> yeah. No, question. For saying, for saying that I keep hearing the news and everything and that it's happening and how divorce rates and, and breakups are prevalent, I don't think I know anybody who was in like any sort of like a relationship that was like going on for at least months or more that broke up during this i knew i knew a couple people that actually broke up i know um we've had her on the show comedian kelsey cook i saw she tweeted she got divorced during the pandemic yeah i yeah. just saw that that was and then my together for like years yeah and then i have another friend in la that just broke up with her boyfriend she was just like yeah during the pandemic i was like well maybe this doesn't work which for a long time they were together for a long time yeah like six years right wow damn 
I spoke yeah, for my I daughter. Mean, this will, I feel like <laughs> you can do it. If, you're, uh, if you've been together for a while and then, you know, the universe well, throws you in the same room for six months. But those people, both people I mentioned had, had been with their, with their partners for a long time. You two, when did you guys start dating? We a year ago. We married after 11 months together. Yeah, it was 11 okay. months. Because that's Katie and I are about the same. We got together in October, and then the pandemic happened. And Jay and Christine have been together for years. So I feel like the pandemic for people that have been together for years, it's like extra homework on someone that already had a lot of homework. Where we were like, let's find out about each other <laughs> in an intense oh, no. crash course. Me and Christine have been boiling on the precipice of hating each other for five months. Yeah, you guys are just doing the like. Hey, do you leave this fucking door open? No, I was over there on. I was over there on Sunday. You guys are good. I think my point being is, I feel like it's like uh, new couples. It was night school and fucking older couples that have been together for years. It's just an added semester of shit, you know. Where they're well, like, also the, one of the most interesting too is uh, you keep hearing about the people like they don't think about the people where the somebody in the was having an affair and had somebody else that was like or even preparing to leave them or whatever or even if it was just like their their way of staying together with the person was like well i get this like side thing and then it, it keeps the marriage going like those people like those relationships probably break up because they're like oh you're fucking free. you know what i mean or the person or the person who was or the person who was cheating like to leave but then through quarantine had a reinvigoration of love you know what i mean like you know what God damn it, I love this woman and she's gonna bump you know, it's like or I, you know, I bet there's a lot of people where like they were like constantly traveling or they like yeah. just their jobs or their lives and then all of a sudden they actually had to spend time together and they were Yes. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, this person. What have you I know? been in? Now, here's my question to all of you. What do you th do you think there will be another spike in breakups once everything is opened back up? So yes. once, once there's a vaccine sure. and people start traveling again, like, do you think that's when a breakup happens? I think there's going to be a spike in STDs. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Well, 100%. No, but I think you're some what you're saying, Dan, is completely true because what's going to happen then when uh, everybody gets out of it, people are going to break up because like some people might have just been together for the opposite reason, just They're to like, not be alone through this. this out. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to be alone through it. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I mean, that's got to be like that's going to be a pretty shitty feeling. Like, if things start opening up and a girl's just like, "What? It's my friend Mark from work. He's new." Like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Christine, 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 and me uh, both had a, a a big change though in the sense. I mean, I was gone. You know, so were you, Dan? Like two, three weekends a, a month at when when this thing all yeah. started. Like, yeah, with crazy schedule coming. So Christine has. Her Friday, her Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights were like hers to fucking. If she wanted to watch Kardashians and read a book and fart loud, she could do all those things. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like you know, now she has to fart in the in the toilet like a woman. <laughs> Judged. <laughs> but you guys are both now. You guys are going to see what it's like. Are, Rosebud and Andy, are you guys going to go? Do you think when this opens back up, do you think there's more you guys going on the road together that you're married, or how do you? Because you're both going to go on the road, so yeah, I think I don't think we'll try to go on the road together unless it's like a fun place to go. But I don't think we should, you know, spread the misery if it's fun. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, hey, let's just hey, you know what we should really put on this relationship financial burden. Let's really yeah. fucking. Babe, get do out you want to go to Erie with me this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I got a weekend yeah. at Juniors, and I feel like you could feature if we talk to the booker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like there's. 
it's one of those things where now, because before this pandemic, we like we had been dating, but it was like long distance the whole time because I would be on the road and then Andy would be on the road for like extended periods of time. So it, we didn't really get to see each other much at all. And then the pandemic happened. I was like thrilled. Those first three weeks, I was like, this is fucking awesome. We get yeah. to spend time together. We get to hang out. Like the, we started the podcast. It was like, it was so fun. And it, it hasn't stopped being fun or anything. But that solitude, like that, that, you know, when you go on the road and you're by yourself, <laughs> it kind of feels good, you know, after it feels a while. Great. So I think it's one of those things where now when a chance comes up for both of us to have our own alone time, that's like a valuable thing. So we don't, you know, it's not yeah, absolutely like trying to uh, avoid. And I, I love, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I love a hotel room. Like I oh, absolutely love Andy. Let me tell you. Off. Oh man. <laughs> a, a nice hotel J O. Yeah, really. It really is. It's the jerking off with volume. That's a big one for me. It's great. That's just rare. I just like spreading out, spreading out, knowing no one's coming in. Yeah, (laughs) it's the only time I jerk off butt naked. Yes, get dressed. Oh man, and then you lay around in your filth like a little piggy, and then get up and tell you what, I don't don't have to clean this towel. Yeah, this is (laughs) someone else's problem. I'll tell you all the things I love about a hotel that uh, that don't happen at home. Uh, I'm a big fan of laying on my belly while I eat. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's fun. You know what I like doing is checking my email by getting completely back in bed in basketball shorts and a sweatshirt and then just sleeping for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. But I've I've started going back because, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I moved in with each other and it was kind of similar. We had just started dating and then we were like, Oh, let's have an intense amount of time together. And now that I'm going back on the road, it feels kind of weird to adjust to that where she's like, oh, you're leaving today? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm not coming back till so and such and such. And she's like, oh, damn. Uh, I'm actually yeah, having... Fr- I have a f- no, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few uh, flying gigs coming up that uh, Christine's not going with me on at all. And that's like, uh, I still, like, the weeks of those things coming up, I know I'll, I'll have again like that feeling of like oh man now it's like real like I gotta go to an airport and yeah so I was so in the rhythm of like Wednesday night we do bonfire I do like a show or something come home I pack at night I leave for the airport somewhere between four and six in the morning yeah and I get to the place and check in I'm just used to being tired on Thursday Dude. and relaxing the room I'm used to doing press Friday morning and then going back to the hotel and crashing for a little bit and then Saturday night knowing that I'm packing again and. Sunday is the and it starts all over again. But now it seems so daunting thinking of like the one a month I have flying yeah. now. I'm just like, oh man, it's a whole thing. Yeah, we- it kind of makes you realize how fucking stressful our lives were before. Like, yeah, bananas. To being lazy and kind of enjoying my life now, just as a normal life, and uh, just going to the airport, packing, doing the whole thing. It's like, holy shit, it takes a lot out of you. I don't know how the fuck I. I mean, it, it's totally understandable why I missed so many family functions. Before. Yeah, because you're just like, I sorry, I gotta fly. The, I gotta fly. What I've noticed is since the layoff, since the pandemic, now that I'm finally getting back on the road, I suck at packing. I was so good at it, so <laughs> fucking good at it. And I got to Providence this weekend in my hotel, and I was like, damn, I forgot like three things that should just be layups. Yeah, yeah. we. I mean, this is funny. We went to Mexico last week or like two weeks ago. And it was like, it felt very surreal to go to the airport in general. But um, one funny thing was, is 
it was very regimented going into Mexico. And then when we came back, we like, wa- we like jaunted through immigration. Like nobody is coming to America. Like That's so weird. That's so weird to be on that side of it where they're just like, yeah, I, no one wants to go to America right now. We're all shut down. Like Canada's being like, you can't come in right now. And we're like, I actually oh. think it's always the case. So if you're Americans, like I've never, the coming back's always like, get in there, you. Yeah, if you got oh, the Yankee, it's always to me getting into the other place. Like Canada has run me through ringers before, like crazy. Priors, priors. No, <laughs> no. That's, that, I've never. There's never been a thing. They've never like stopped me from going, but they have constantly, consistently detained me to like go through a whole yeah. process of stuff. Always, yeah. It's I always get uh each on that, and then when you come back, it's like we're like we should have just had fucking rifles in the trunk. No one gives a shit, right? Yeah, it's really heard us because that's that's where we get all of our vape cartridges from is uh, Canada. So yeah, Andy has a guy in Jersey who our vape pods go to, and then we go pick them up from him. It's the most embarrassing. What is it because of their flavor? Is it because they're flavored? Yeah, yeah. We like order. Oh yeah, because Trump Trump banned flavored vapes, right? Yeah, these th- these fucking Nazis, the Comos. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, <laughs> what flavor? What flavor do you guys use? That's illegal now. Butterscotch. Butter <laughs> and what do you use, Rosebud? Butterscotch tobacco. Both of you guys use butterscotch. Yeah. Listen, it's a very good flavor, and you right. have to get it from Europe. Actually, it's just a little bit oaky. And, um, uh, this is, that's it's, crazy. it's fantastic. I can't. I can't recommend. Oh, I think you guys should smoke cigarettes. Christine, Christine uses Virginia classic tobacco like a fucking cowboy. I know. <laughs> that's yeah. a Marlboro Red of vapes. Christine yeah. smokes a vape cigar. <laughs> she, she rolls it up in her short sleeve shirt sleeve. <laughs> I really do just want to smoke. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And we all do. Should we all smoke again? You guys want to smoke? Yeah. Again? Let's go. Let's all meet up and smoke, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Right, I can get. I can get Katie on board. Well, I'll tell you, tell you what. Me and DJ Lou over here never quite stopped. So yeah. If you guys want to come back to the team, well, you know, there's a stoop out front of my house waiting for some other answers on it. <laughs> I was watching you and DeRosa smoke on Sunday, and I was like, damn, that just looks fucking delicious. Jay, can I ask you something? Are the Eagles playing today? No, they played. No. They, Beat the I'm kidding. I know they're not. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I'll tell you why. You're right. I am a little decked out, and I will say uh, why that is. Was Sunday? I didn't wear uh, anything like this because me and Soder just watched the game at my house. No reason. Oh, okay. Last last night I did Legion of Skanks, and uh, I did wear it there to ironically be like, "Hey, look, our first win is." <laughs> I, would, like, I would come this decked out for a team that has one win and one tie and two losses. Right, so I wore it yesterday, and then. Today, woke up, Ari Shafir came over early, dot, 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 no shower yet, wearing the stuff from last night. <laughs> I totally get it. All you needed to say was, I wore this to Legion of Skanks last night, and we knew the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I woke up five minutes before you guys came on. So, <laughs> pretty big deal. I have no recollection of what happened. I'm pretty sore. Yeah. yeah. Ari Shafir woke me up, and yeah, I'm obviously I'm, wearing the same thing. I will I say... I will say this at Legion of Skanks last night, a little treat after the, the end of the show. Bill Burr came by and ran his uh, SNL monologue for the Skanks oh, audience. Nice. And it, it was great. It was, it's really funny. I'm very excited. Awesome. I'm very, very excited to see Bill host SNL. Yeah. 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 He's excited. It's going to be great. Well, How's the monologue? Fun. I haven't heard it yet. 
It's funny. It's really funny. Is it? Imagine yeah. you're like, it, it could use some work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I I what, can I tell you what I did? I did dude, I did do a thing today, though. I, I know Bill enough that it wasn't like crazy, but I just, I know I hate this personally with a passion. Yeah. yeah. But I one of those, like, you know, I watched it last night and it's always like new stuff because it's got to be topical for like this week and everything. And I was like, hey, I go, are you open to any like lines or tags at all? It's like, I, I will just shut the fuck up because I hate, I've never taken one in my life and I hate it. People yeah. get to me, I go, but I just thought of some stuff. I don't know how, you know, because like I said, it's always weird. People don't take it offensive. Kurt Metzger, who's the most intense writer I've ever met, who just writes, 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 is very open to like lines and, and punch ups by other comics and stuff. He's yeah. very open. And I'm a person who doesn't write, uh, like, especially like in that way, like actually writing it down and, and piecing together jokes like that. That, uh, but if someone's like, oh, you know, here's a really funny thing, and I go, it is really, really funny, asshole. Let me. <laughs> myself <laughs> i'm actually used to it because i um i actually get all of my jokes from fiverr i i've hired some smart dude way to fucking nail that dude fiverr a fiverr written material <laughs> it's, it's, by the way it's all uh comics that are down their luck now it's like judy tenute is out there if you want her to a price for you <laughs> her cameo is 12 dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if you know this john fox has a son and you go what? <laughs> that's fucking crazy make sure john you check <laughs> make sure you check out rosebud and andy's podcast find your beach available on itunes and spotify and again you can catch rosebud at zany chicago october 9th and the 10th and then you can catch Andy at the Laugh Factory in Chicago, October 10th and the 11th. Go get tickets at zanies.com and laughfactory.com. Thank you guys for coming on the bonfire. Thanks, guys. Congratulations on the marriage. You guys fucking rule. You guys rule. You Thanks, guys. guys. Rule. Thanks you guys rule. Everybody rules. Everybody rules. Big J rules. He's going to be hosting a What's Your Fucking Deal at the Stress Factory this Sunday, October 11th. After that, he's going to be in D.C. at the D.C. Improv Drive-In with David Tell on October 17th. After that, he has dates coming up in Philly, Denver, and Phoenix. For tickets and other tour dates, visit BigJComedy.com. And, of course, go stream his special. Go watch it on YouTube, live at Webster Hall. Streaming for free all this month on YouTube. Yeah, just do it. Uh, and then, of dare. course, you know you can catch Dan Soder is going to be back at the Comedy Connection in Providence. That is the 15th to the 17th of October. Of course, after that, he's going to be in Philadelphia, hometown for the kid uh philadelphia october 22nd to the 24th and acme comedy club in minneapolis minnesota oh. uh, november 5th through the 7th uh, for tickets and all tour dates visit dancesoda.com uh make sure you uh listen to a special now audio son of a gary now playing on series x7 pandora and another big thing we should announce here uh, if you hung in there till the end of the uh reads is on the 18th of this month sunday the 18th dan soda will be a part of this uh ari shafir presents a pay-per-view event you can get this all over the country if you want to buy a virtual ticket for it the link will be coming out very soon but we're going to be doing a table read a live table read uh at the stand of the original legion of skanks pilot written 10 years ago by me lewis and dave uh justin silver dan's going to be there de rosa it's uh me dave lewis it's going to be a really fun night really fun event reading a script cold that we haven't seen in a decade the only script i've ever written 
<laughs> it's very near and dear to my heart. You might see me get a little upset as people go, man, that was written bad. And I go, that yeah. was really hilarious. Song. <laughs> Shut up. It was great. Was I'm, very ma- I'm very married to it, which makes it very funny. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be a really fun night. Uh, it's going to be pay-per-view uh, information. How to do that is coming up soon. Don't forget to catch Six and Jump also. Um, do it. We are chomping along. And we love you guys. And we will catch... Oh, and I should say before we leave too, today, technically... On the technicality that we are recording the day before, uh, my daughter is an adult. Yay! Happy birthday, Isabella. Happy 18th birthday. 18th birthday. As you listen to this right now, I'm on my way to Peter Luger's. Go get that steak, dude. We love you guys. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. It's the motherfucking bonfire. Bye-bye.